Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the subway shooting suspect captured and in custody, facing terror charges. The powerful spring storm. The threat for severe thunderstorms continues. We're tracking the weather. Mask mandate extended. Don't put away that face covering just yet if you're getting on a plane or train. We'll tell you how much longer the CDC wants you to mask up. Human rights abuses. The new report tonight accusing Russia of breaking international law. Plus $800 million more million heading to Ukraine. We get an exclusive look at the military aid. These Javelin missiles are the weapons Ukraine needs to kill Russian tanks. Tonight, what Alicia Keys, Queen, Ricky Martin, and Wu-Tang Clan now have in common. And from high school to the pros, the teenage soccer superstar with the million-dollar paycheck. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. We have breaking news as we come on the air about how police found and arrested the suspect in Tuesday's shooting at a Brooklyn subway. We're learning tonight that the alleged gunman reportedly called the cops on himself and told them to come and get him from a McDonald's in Manhattan. Now locked up, there's a sigh of relief in the Big Apple after a nearly 30-hour manhunt. We have new video tonight of Frank James leaving a New York City precinct and being transferred to federal custody. And this just in, he will appear in court for the first time tomorrow. James is accused of shooting 10 people, including five students who were heading to school. Luckily, no one was killed. Authorities tonight say there is no indication that James had ties to any terror organizations. And while the motive remains unclear, there is a trail of profanity-laced rants on social media videos that were allegedly posted by James. CBS's Mola Lange has all the new details tonight and joins us again from the scene. Good evening, Mola. 
Well, good evening, Nora. This exhaustive manhunt has finally come to an end with James's arrest just a few miles from the Brooklyn subway station here where the shooting happened yesterday morning. And as it turns out, he may have wanted to be arrested. As law enforcement sources tell the Associated Press that he actually called police to come pick him up. 62-year-old Frank James, New York City's most wanted man for the last day and a half, was arrested this afternoon on a street corner in Manhattan's East Village. We were able to shrink his world quickly. There was nowhere left for him to run. Zach Tehan said he called police after seeing a man who looked like James. I was uh, working inside the store and I was doing security cameras inside. And I see the guy, he walking from the screen. I see him from the cameras. So I thought, oh, this guy, let me call the police. And I call him and we catch him. James had been wanted since yesterday morning's subway shooting that left more than 20 people injured, including 10 from gunshots. Surveillance video released by police shows the alleged gunman entering a subway station early the morning of the attack, wheeling the same black cart that was later recovered at the scene. Officials say James is the man who donned a gas mask, detonated two smoke bombs, and then fired 33 shots into a packed subway car. After the attack, police say James slipped onto another train car, rode one stop, and escaped, sparking a multi-state manhunt. But police did recover some important evidence at the scene, including a 9mm gun, three extended magazines, a hatchet, gasoline, and four smoke grenades. They also found bank cards and a key to this U-Haul that investigators say James had rented. A search of the van turned up a heater, some clothing, and blankets. They believe he spent at least one night sleeping in the back. I think first and foremost, we were looking to get this guy off the street before he did any any more carnage, brought any more carnage to the city. His arrest record spans at least 15 years in several states and includes nine misdemeanor arrests in New York between 1992 and 1998 for possession of burglary tools and a criminal sex act. Police say he purchased the gun used in the attack from an Ohio pawn shop in 2011, but the serial number had been scratched out when it was recovered at the scene. It's about to happen! Investigators describe James as a lone wolf who posted hours of racist, violent rants on YouTube, including ones against the mayor. Well, during their investigation, which is ongoing, authorities say they searched a storage unit in Philadelphia, which is registered to James, finding, among other things, a silencer and ammunition for AR-15 and 9mm weapons. Uh, James faces several charges, including terrorism against a mass transit system. And if convicted, he could face up to life in prison, Nora. Mola Lenghi with all those details. Thank you. Let's turn now to the question of safety and how do you protect a subway system with roughly three million riders per day? The shooting and investigation revealed several shortfalls in what was supposed to be a complex and sophisticated security system. Here's CBS's Scott McFarlane. Increased security at subway stations across the country today after Tuesday's shooting spree revealed blind spots in the security camera surveillance systems. CBS News has learned the cameras at the subway station were operating, but the video feed to the police and transit authority was not. Metropolitan Transportation Authority CEO John Lieber said there were connectivity issues. There was apparently a server problem, which they had been working on the day before. There were warning signs. A CBS News review of two years of state inspections finds New York state officials told America's largest transit agency its cameras were vulnerable to malfunction. Finding in 2019, the Metropolitan Transportation Authority took months to make some camera repairs and that regular maintenance wasn't happening as scheduled more than half the time. Does it surprise you to hear that this camera in this spot 
may not have been working right? Uh, it does not surprise me to hear that the cameras were not working right. Retired FBI agent Mike German says the tens of thousands of cameras in U.S. transit systems require regular manpower and sophisticated maintenance. It is very common that you know cameras either aren't working properly or even if they are working properly, aren't pointed in exactly the right direction. CBS News has learned even before the New York shootings, Congress was considering a significant increase in funding to secure rail systems. Are transit systems soft targets? We hear that phrase a lot. Are they vulnerable? Nothing could be softer than a transit system. Think of it. The entrance is wide open. Once you go into this system, there's nobody there but you. So if somebody is looking for a way into a vulnerable system, they've certainly found it in our transit systems. Tonight, in a statement to CBS News, the New York State Comptroller responds to our reporting about early warnings on cameras, saying, quote, much needed time was lost because of yesterday's failures and that the transit agency now has work to do to ensure riders feel safe. Nora? Scott McFarland, thank you. Let's turn out of the weather. It was another day of severe storms across the Great Plains. At least 23 people were injured after several tornadoes touched down in central Texas last night. While a spring blizzard is hitting Bismarck, North Dakota, with nearly two feet of snow in the last 24 hours. It's all part of the same system that's expected to bring more storms and possible twisters from the Mississippi Valley through the Midwest. So for the forecast, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Hey, good evening, Mike. Good evening, Nora. This is indeed our third straight day of severe weather and tornadoes possible this evening. A virtual view of Nashville, Tennessee shows you what the skies will look like later on tonight. And it won't just be Middle Tennessee. Numerous states from the Midwest all the way to the south get hit by these storms. A look at the high-resolution future radar. Tons of storms here. And within these storms, tornadoes, hail in excess of two inches in diameter, extreme winds. It could be over 70 miles per hour. And then the storms return again tomorrow from Tallahassee, Florida, all the way up through New England. Places like D.C., Baltimore, Philadelphia, and New York. The storms come along I-95 right at rush hour tomorrow when a lot of people, Nora, will be on the roadways. All right, a good warning there. Thank you, Mike Bettis. Let's turn now to the COVID pandemic. The recent rise in cases of that BA2 subvariant has prompted the federal government to extend the mask mandate on planes, trains, and buses for an additional 15 days. Let's get more now from CBS's Errol Barnett. Tonight, the CDC making it official, saying at its recommendation, the TSA will extend the travel mask mandate for 15 days, which pushes its expiration from April 18th through May 3rd. Candidly, uh, it's time to let the masks go. Speaking before the announcement, Delta CEO Ed Bastian explained why he's been pushing for the requirement to end. I feel very strongly that the mask mandate should be lifted and that individuals, including our own employees, make their own decisions. But passengers speaking to CBS News have a different view. I just feel safer flying uh, and being in tight quarters with a lot of people with a mask. Considering that the numbers are actually going up, um, I think it's a very smart idea. A recent poll found 60% of Americans support a travel mask extension. And the spread this month of the BA2 subvariant of Omicron is why the CDC says its order is still needed, determining its next move based on upcoming data of hospitalizations and deaths. People are just so angry and frustrated that unfortunately we have been the victim of assaults both on and off the aircraft. 
Lynn Montgomery is the president of Southwest's flight attendant union, which opposes travel mask extensions, citing the thousands of unruly passenger incidents during the pandemic, most over masks. There's a direct correlation between the mask mandate and unruly passenger incidents on board. So it's something we'd like to see lifted. Now, there is also an industry push for the administration to drop its pre-departure testing requirement for incoming international air travelers as well. But despite all of that ongoing pressure, those tests and these masks, Nora, are still part of our travel reality for now. All right. Thank you so much, Errol Barnett. Well, tonight, Vladimir Putin faces mounting accusations of war crimes in Ukraine as a new report from a key international organization said it has found credible evidence that Russian forces deliberately violated human rights by targeting civilians. Meanwhile, there are new satellite images that show Russian forces amassing ahead of an expected fresh offensive into eastern Ukraine in what's expected to be among the most intense fighting yet of this seven-week war. CBS's Holly Williams is in Ukraine with the latest. These people have fled Russia's brutal invasion. At this evacuation centre, they register and get whatever helps available. But they're running short here of even basic supplies like soap and toothbrushes. The pain and the anxiety is written in their faces. Galina Yegorova is distraught. She made it out of far eastern Ukraine before an expected Russian attack, but her 73-year-old husband refused to come. The doctors gave Galina some sedation to calm her nerves. Ukraine is holding its breath for a new Russian assault in the east. Satellite images show a menacing Russian build-up. Ukrainian forces won the battle for the capital, Kiev, prompting a partial Russian withdrawal. But the bodies of civilian victims are still being counted and Ukraine's warning regrouped Russian forces could be harder to fight off. Freedom must be armed better than tyranny. Western countries have everything to make it happen. Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zelensky, has praised President Biden for saying Russia's committing genocide. But he's become increasingly frustrated that his country hasn't been getting the weapons it wants from the West. Artillery, 155 millimeters. Artillery shells, 152 millimeters. As many as possible. The final victory over the... Today, he spelled out his demands with a veritable shopping list. Arm Ukraine now to defend freedom. President Zelensky warned today that without more weaponry, this invasion will become a, quote, endless bloodbath. And a Ukrainian military officer recently told us that the U.S. has given Ukraine enough weapons to prevent its own destruction, but not enough to win this war. Nora. Holly Williams in Ukraine for us. Thank you. Well, Ukraine's military did get a boost today in a phone call with President Zelensky. President Biden pledged an additional $800 million in weapons, ammunition and security assistance. The president also approved the transfer of helicopters to Zelensky's forces. Tonight, CBS's David Martin gives us an exclusive look at a shipment of U.S. military weapons bound for the battlefield. Hundreds of Javelin anti-tank missiles. Pallet after pallet of the weapons that are destroying Russian tanks. Loaded aboard a cargo aircraft at Dover Air Force Base in Delaware, bound for the battlefield in Ukraine. What are the hazards here? The hazards are it's a high explosive. These are Javelin missiles. Since the Russian invasion began, the U.S. has committed more than $2.5 billion worth of weapons and other military equipment to Ukraine. 
It arrives at Dover in unmarked trucks driven from ammunition dumps located all over the United States. These javelins came in on Monday and were scheduled to fly out this afternoon. Our goal is to be agile and to move the requirements quickly so the folks on the other end do not have to wait for the material. Ukraine may not be a member of NATO, but Ukrainian officers are working directly with NATO to get weapons into the hands of their soldiers. They are in contact with the senior leaders in Ukraine, to include uh, the chief of defense and the ministers of defense, and are prioritizing their requirements based on uh, usage rates and what they see on the ground. The Ukrainians may be outfighting the Russians, but they still need more firepower to counter the buildup of Russian forces in the east and to somehow stop the merciless bombardment of cities. Are you in this to win? Yes, sir, we are in it. In it to win? We are in it to win. It's the top priority. But the plane we saw loaded with javelins was delayed for 14 hours by a mechanical problem. So the Ukrainians will have to wait for their next shipment. All the crates you see behind me are bound for Ukraine. They include basic military supplies like body armor, which the Ukrainians also need. U.S. officers say they can keep this up for as long as it takes. But will it end Ukraine's agony? Nora? That's the question, David Martin. Thank you. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. A ferocious wildfire has burned at least 150 homes and other structures in New Mexico, forcing thousands of people to scramble for safety. An outbreak of wildfires in New Mexico, Colorado and neighboring states is being fueled by powerful gusts and bone dry conditions. No serious injuries or deaths have been reported. Tonight, the Library of Congress is preserving a new batch of songs for posterity. Ricky Martin's Livin' La Vida Loca has been inducted into the National Recording Registry, along with debut albums by Alicia Keys and Wu-Tang Clan, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, and Journey's Don't Stop Believin'. You know that song. Well, they're among the 25 songs, albums, and historical recordings that are being preserved as important contributions to culture and history. One of the National Women's Soccer League's biggest stars will have a lot to live up to in her second season, and she's off to a fast start. Last night, Trinity Rodman scored her first goal as a member of the U.S. Women's National Team. And in her first season with the Washington Spirit, she led the team to a championship and won Rookie of the Year. And oh yeah, she's just 19 years old. Here's CBS's Jan Crawford. Rodman, absolutely on fire. Trinity Rodman is the youngest player ever drafted into the National Women's Soccer League. I love being on the field. I love competing. A teenager with a record-breaking million-dollar contract. After the generation before her fought to level the playing field. What does it mean to you to be the highest paid player ever in women's soccer? It's an honor. Um, Obviously, I just play to play, and this is a bonus. She knows all about being in the spotlight. 
her dad, trying to make his point. the eccentric NBA Hall of Famer Dennis Rodman. It sometimes could look like it's hard to outshine him or be as big as he was. It was just like kind of building my own story rather than trying to like overcome his. Her head coach sees in Rodman greatness, comparing her play to a different Chicago Bulls Hall of Famer. She's just electric. She comes alive every time she gets the ball. So I think it's very similar to Michael Jordan's early years. You literally just compared her to Michael Jordan, probably the greatest athlete in his sport. Yeah. Now, with the new season starting, Rodman is ready with lessons she learned her first year. Being able to like pressure, I've noticed I kind of enjoy it. And I always have because you can prove people wrong and you can um, set the bar even higher than people expect. Rodman! Hitting her goals and making her own name. Jan Crawford, CBS News, Washington. And we are cheering them all on. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Eye on America with millions of Americans priced out of the market. Are 3D printed homes the answer to affordable housing? Imagine that. Never mind, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts.